Good afternoon, everyone. This is Vicki uh, with Tail Talk. I hope that this finds you all doing well. It is April 19th, almost at the 6 p.m. hour, and that means that the Seeing Eye online auction is almost done. Don't have much more time to get on there and bid on stuff. I've already lost my bid on a couple of things. I still have a few things in the running, so we'll see. But of course it all goes to the seeing eye and it's certainly a very worthwhile cause. I thought I would come in and talk a little bit about a topic that has kind of been in the news lately to some extent, um, certainly all over social media. And it, that is service dogs versus emotional support dogs. And when I say verses, I don't mean we're going to have in this corner a service dog and in this corner an emotional support dog and we're going to see what happens when we let the two mix. <laughs> well, that would be an emotional service dog. Yeah, that could be. Anyway, <laughs> um, there is some discrepancy as to exactly what is what. And I thought I would just talk for a little while on hopefully helping to clear up any confusion as to what a service dog is and what an emotional support dog is. There is one area that I really feel is has been mislabeled, and I will get to that. Um, service dog. You know, now... Uh, years ago, when I was a little kid, uh, I heard a, a seeing-eye dog. Um, and come to find out as I got older that the seeing-eye dog is the trade name for the school that trains guides in New Jersey. Um, that is the trade name for that school. Um, I learned that there are quite a few different schools in the United States, and they all have different names. And the only one that can use the term seeing eye dog is the seeing eye in Morristown, New Jersey. It's kind of like everybody calls a tissue, they're all Kleenex. And it's become a generic term for a tissue. But oh, there's Puffs and there's Kleenex and then there's Charmin. I don't know. Do they have a toilet? Do they have a, a, a tissue? I don't <laughs> Well, whatever. I think you get the point. So, um, but I began to learn um, as I got into the dog field that there are quite a few different service dogs that assist in different types of disabilities, whether it's being in a wheelchair or using crutches or a walker or maybe just having a balance issue um, to hearing assistance. Um, and and it's just amazing what our dogs can learn. I'm, I should never be surprised on what their capabilities are. Um, so I, I always thought that this was cool. Of course, it's a different type of training for the service dogs that work with someone in a wheelchair than guide work. Um, but these dogs perform different tasks to, and when I say perform, I'm not talking about they're putting on a show, um, uh, ex execute uh are taught to do different things so as to help someone's life become just a bit easier should they decide that that's the route they want to go. 
Um, I always feel that it's important to mention that not everyone is interested in having a service dog, that it's a personal choice, that no one else should make that decision for them. Um, certainly, someone may want to help a person get educated, um, but even that is very doable now through the Internet and even phone conversations with the programs. Um, so, uh, you know, it's really, it, it is a very personal choice. Um, so then there's your emotional support dog. Now, um, certainly I have known of plenty of folks who deal with anxiety or maybe even have, you know, blood pressure issues. And just being around a sweet dog or a kitty or depending on the animal and the person can really help to lower blood pressure. And I, I know that they've, they've documented this that dogs that go into nursing homes um, certainly help folks lower blood pressure and they, they have a calming effect on people. And I think this is awesome. I just think this is another part of why dogs are a gift from God. Yes, kitties too. I love my kitties. Birds, yes. I, I don't have birds. I'm not interested in owning any, but I certainly love listening to them outside. So that can certainly be calming as well. Um, we've seen a lot of uh, footage in the news about service animals, snakes, spiders. I think I heard a, that there was something about a spider, a peacock. Um, well, there are some guidelines with regard to what can be considered an emotional support animal. And I do believe... And I would have to actually go back to some of my information that it is more than dogs that are considered. I think cats and rabbits might be also considered emotional support animals with regard to flying on an airplane um, and that type of thing. Okay, so let's talk about what the differences are. You have a service dog and you have an emotional support dog. Service dogs perform tasks to assist an individual in becoming a more efficient member in today's society. A, an emotional support animal provides calming, how do I want to say this, helps someone to, to feel more relaxed just by the animal being close to them. Um, I know at the seeing eye I was provided an ID card for Astro when our training was completed. Now, legally, a place of business cannot ask me to show this ID card. However, that is really my choice, and this is why the schools provide them. Uh, legally, they cannot ask, but it is totally within my rights to show it should I want to. And there is a lot of discussion on whether that should even be a part, that, that we really should not have to show our uh, IDs. I, I see both sides of it, but if I feel that it will benefit someone, I'll show the card. Um, so, to review, because I don't want to be confusing here, legally, a place of business cannot ask you to show your ID card. However, they can ask two questions. Number one, is that a service dog? Number two, what is the task the dog does for you? Those are the two questions that a business owner can legally ask. The emotional support animal does not 
actively perform a task. The emotional support animal does not have right of access. A service animal does. Service animals have right of access. This is a big difference. Now, where I see a problem is that people have put psychiatric assistance dogs along in with emotional support dogs. This is so incorrect. A psychiatric assistance dog is a service dog. A psychiatric assistance dog executes many different tasks to help his or her owner remain grounded. I can't even begin to describe all the different things these dogs are taught to do. Um, in fact, I think it would be great if I could get someone on here who has dealt with psychiatric assistance dog training. Um, I'm going to work on that because this is a fascinating thing. Uh, just an amazing type of... Uh, uh, amazing work. Um, but to put psychiatric assistance dogs in with emotional support is wrong. And I know that this is an issue that some of the airlines are still wanting to hold on to. They have agreed to keep things basically the same for service dog handlers and their dogs, um, but they, they want more information from those folks with emotional support animals. I don't have a problem with that. But when they put the psychiatric assistance dog handlers in with emotional support, then that's what I have a problem with. I am hoping that we can get public places to understand the difference between what an emotional support dog is versus a service dog. And a service dog would definitely include psychiatric assistance dogs. Whether a dog is a service dog or an emotional support dog or just a pet, if this dog is acting badly in public, growling, um, snapping, urinating on the floor, doing worse on the floor, a business owner has every right to ask for to, the owner to leave with the dog. This is inappropriate behavior and should not be allowed in public. This is what the problem is. We oftentimes have people coming in claiming they have service dogs. The dogs are obnoxious, aggressing the actual service dogs and causing serious stress, not only to the dog, but to the dog's handler. Um, this is a problem. Now, a well-behaved dog isn't a problem. You probably would have never even know it was there. However, the law is the law, yet people I, I, they just don't seem to have an understanding of the difference. And I think that this is what frustrates me. I think if our business owners clearly had the picture as to what they can and cannot do according to the law, I think there would be a lot less of this kind of stuff going on. Service dogs have right of access. They must behave in a professional manner. They must be clean they must be obedient, and they must be, they must not cause trouble for anyone around them. Now, a lot of people will say, what about people with dog allergies? 
I have an opinion on this as I do with a lot of other things. If you have an issue, such as an allergy, it is up to you to own it. In other words, if I have allergy to cigarette smoke, which I do, and I go into an area where they allow smoking, I'm going to have to make a choice. I, don't, I cannot go into that place and say, okay, everybody stop smoking, I'm here. I mean, I'd like to sometimes, but I don't have that right. If, it's, if smoking is permitted and people are in there smoking, I cannot go in there and say, stop smoking. I mean, it would be better for them to stop smoking, you know, health-wise, but, you know, that's for another time. <laughs> what I have to do is do the best for myself. Find a corner where the smoke hopefully doesn't come or make the decision not to go in. That is my issue. I have to own it and deal with it. And I feel the same way. If somebody comes into an establishment where they have allergies, then they need to find a place away from the dog. They cannot tell me, you can't be in here because I'm allergic. I have heard a few interesting issues with regard to this. One person told me when we walked into a restaurant that they actually had to ask the tables around us, are you allergic to dogs? Are you allergic to dogs? I've never heard this before, and I've never seen this in any written law from the ADA. <laughs> what was it I heard? Uh, somebody else claimed that my dog had to go under the table, that it was a law. But it's not. <laughs> so sometimes people think they know the law can be very dangerous. Um, <laughs> so um, in summary of this, service dogs perform a task to help their handler uh, you know, deal in, uh, with life in a more efficient way. Emotional support dogs provide a calming situation just by their presence, just by being there. Emotional support dogs do not have right of access. They certainly can go and ask, can I bring my dog in with me? It is an emotional support dog, but that business owner can say no. Um, service dogs and emotional support dogs and whatever dogs must be kept under complete control. They must be clean and they must be obedient. If they are not, they can be asked to leave. I don't know if this has helped anyone or not, but I just, it has been an issue lately and it is a concern. And I feel that the more people that are educated on this, the better that hopefully we will get through this and more and more people will learn the, the actual situation and understand it more completely. I hope everyone has an awesome evening. Please get on that seeingeye.org and find something wonderful, bid on it, and help the seeing eye at the same time. Until next time, I want everyone to have a wonderful evening, and God bless you.